0: About the headphone world, like how much innovation uh, do you really see in audio or even in headphones? I mean, you think about it like, you know, we still got a lot of rectangular shaped boxes that hold electronics that amplify music, right?
1: I think two channels is a good example because it has what I would call cognitive inertia in a considerable amount. You see people that will continue to tell you how this is as good as it gets or can't get much better and things like that. And people perceive the sound in the very high end to be about as good as it gets. So if you're using a box to do it, you're not too worried about innovating in that sphere just because of your we'll call it limitations of your thoughts. You think this is very, very close, so naturally you're not gonna make wild changes for the most part. Well the other thing is minor iterations.
0: It's kinda this is how it's always been done, therefore. Right. It's kind it kinda reminds me of I think the same way when I see like you think about innovation. Like you, there's so many, there's so many industries that could use it. You think about like the home building industry. They're mm. still
1: nailing two by fours together, right? Well, you, in you North know, America, the, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Most <laughs> other countries have objection to that construction method. What are they? Oh, you, yes. What are they using? Concrete.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of still all right. I don't know. To to us, like to me, concrete's kind of cold and clammy. It's more commercial. Cold and clammy. Yeah, yeah. it's more of a commercial building than it is a. But I don't know. Maybe because you know. But again, even then, I'm just thinking. You know, look look at the ways it's assembled or put together. There's not a lot of innovation in it. The insulation methods are still using woven fiberglass. No, there is innovation. Yeah,
1: but very same reason there. Again, it's always the inertia. It's because this is how it's been done, and we know it's proven. It's reliable. Who wants to build a house that's done in some wacky way because it'll turn into the situation that the uh, home industry has had so many times where these pipes explode after 14 years, and it's a nightmare to replace, or things like that, right? Some issue comes up that you didn't expect.
2: Well, there is another part to that. Yeah. Economies of scale. Since everybody is doing it now, it's cheaper. (laughs) You know? Fiberglass is cheap because— well, everybody uses it yeah they got huge plants so there's no everyone's like out. you know
1: let's reinvent the wheel on this one it's gonna cost right. a lot you yeah know, there's no money in it because it works everybody's using it it's proven and you could always add more insulation if you want well, and you to got a better. big company like
0: Dow Corning that's pretty much
1: got the market
2: corner. Right, so yeah. yeah, I guess so it makes So it's tough it to come, come in and say we <laughs> have a
1: product that's better in every way, oh, but it costs 10 times more.
2: Well, those do exist though. But yeah, <laughs> they no, do, but the... they don't really sell, right? It's like it's those jean uh, insulation companies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like recycled yeah. jeans. That's but nice. that, but that's tough. way more expensive. Yeah, and that's
0: a tough call. Like I'm not sure if I'd want
1: cotton in my wall. It just well, sounds like a
0: I mean, it's supposed to be flameproof, but yeah. it just doesn't sound like a good idea. You know what I mean? It just doesn't
1: uh, but, I think what they mean by that is the flame is arrested in yeah, short right, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. yeah, I think anything that gets hot enough will burn. <laughs> It'll burn. Well, see, it, yeah. it, it, it,
2: I guess it is kind of, it's not really innovative, but it, 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 it solves the one problem with fiberglass insulation, itchiness.
1: Yeah, but but it, that's only the one time when you put it in. Right? Yeah, yeah, and you're probably not putting it in anyways. No, no. Until you are, then it's terrible. And yeah. Of course, yeah. now
0: you can it's get pretty bad. Blown, Foam, phone blown in, but that's significantly more expensive. So headphones,
1: though. Headphones. We should probably get back to headphones. Sure, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 But, but you know what? You brought up a point before about so this. Subscribe to the
0: Build Show. The Build Show? Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the thing is that it's fear. It's fear on both sides. It's It's the fear of not knowing if you're going to be able to sell it, and then on the other end, the fear of the consumer as to whether they decide to want to spend yes. the money
1: on it. And I think that's what stifles innovation. Well, yeah. I think that's a very big factor, and the consumer probably doesn't pay much attention to these things because it's not relevant to them. But to the manufacturer, worrying about whether or not somebody wants your product, it's, it's a substantial issue. It's a constant worry. People don't understand, but most businesses, even successful ones, a lot of people in that business are probably terrified every time they release a new product, every time they do something, they're wondering, how is this going to be perceived? Will people like this product will they buy it yeah, what if we raise the price what if we lower the price what if we do this or that how is it going to affect us as a brand in the future it's insecurity
0: I mean you're you know every new product you're in as a manufacturer you're insecure about you're not you never know if yep. it's, you know you never know so I mean the best you could do
2: is do the best you can right and then well there is a perfect example yeah. uh, automotive industry your, your high volume your, your Camrys. your accords your civics they don't change very much on purpose because they can't afford to have people not buy it. That's the bread and butter. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we yeah, keep if making a, the same if a model flops. That's yeah. a year without that's, sales. Uh, yeah.
1: But it's a little more complicated than that yet because some people could say, well, that's fine. You continue making the legacy product, but also make this other product in addition that's this innovative, interesting thing and see if it works. They you do could that. do that. Sure. You could, but it's still complicated. You see all kinds of markets where this is true just because a company sells a different thing that they consider to be innovative, it may actually decrease overall sales. They may lose sales because people say, oh, I don't want to support that company. I don't want to buy from a company that's doing something that stupid or that looks like that or that does that. Just by having a product that people disagree with, that could be vastly superior in every way, it may actually negatively impact your sales. So it's actually fickle.
0: And chances are that'll happen. That would occur because you start to focus your advertising and marketing on a new product to try to get it going right you know and and so therefore you're obviously ignoring marketing on your legacy product so yeah you could then the other thing too is mm. that you're you might be it your new product might be attracted by a whole different base of customers that aren't currently in your wheelhouse or you know you're, you're attracting a different group of consumers that would normally not be even looking for that you know in that in your brand they're looking at it in another
1: brand so you know, it's I, mean, kind of, it, I would say it's basically like Apple selling a $200 laptop. It's kind of sort of the same thing, right? Right. If they came out and they had a $200 laptop, well, now it kind of devalues their other ones. Because people are used to them selling high-end expensive laptops. They could sell one that's competitive in that price range for $200. Well, price is different. It's still going to be junk price compared an to an, the high stuff. Price is never an innovator. High prices could be, but low
0: prices are. Right. I mean, I guess you well, could. it's not innovating. But it's it the could same could, be, concept. Yeah. You could innovate. And make something cheaper i guess you could call that an innovation yeah well, it's you a have to like physically ha- develop you a develop a way to make something cheaper, that's way yeah. way way cheaper yeah yeah that would be innovation and in that it would basically wipe out everyone else who's making it well yeah. particularly <laughs> if you have a patent on that method but um but yeah and that you know that could be an industry destroying innovation too it, it, you see that a lot hmm. you know all of a sudden what what was an expensive process is now it's cheap gone done, yeah. Yeah, and so
2: everyone everyone who's who's run it is gone is is gone too. It happens, so it can, but good it's example of That one too. Aluminum. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be really expensive, and then someone found out a cheaper way to make it. And yeah. Now we use it for cans and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the top of the Washington Monument is capped with a big chunk of aluminum. Yeah. Because at the time it was like super valuable. How about that.
1: Yeah, it showed like the power, power. and wealth or whatever that we could have so much aluminum and you can't. They should gold anodize it now. Well, dude. see,
0: <laughs> apparently it was
1: cheaper to make it in gold then. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But
0: now that'd be something. it doesn't look as Someone cooler. would have stole it, though, if they made it in gold. <laughs> well, it's pretty hard to <laughs> yeah. steal, but yeah. yeah. Probably
1: yeah. get your chisel out. Yeah, right, just take a little chunk out of it. We didn't really answer the question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. So that more or less gives our impressions of some of the reasons why innovation is stifled in industries. But what innovations left? in high-end audio headphones and whatnot what could use innovation
2: well first of all you got to think outside the box well that's the whole thing isn't it yeah i guess well, it's kinda literally hard to, you're just guessing at this point you know yeah so you know
0: like we did with the 1266 with our first headphone it's like we weren't copying or looking at anything that was being currently that good done we were quite apparent we were totally <laughs> we were totally after <laughs> how can we make the best sound possible right and uh and uh, to mimic a big two-channel system, which no one—I don't think anyone's ever made that as a goal—in a headphone. If they did, it's they haven't—they haven't met—they haven't, met, haven't met it, you know, until we came out with that headphone. So you know, I mean, things like like we have this our foamed aluminum disc here, right? It's 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 aluminum foam, you know. Nobody was using stuff like that because a, it's crazy expensive. It's it's really adapted more for very special industrial projects. You know, it's not used in consumer and. Um, but anyway, s- crazy stuff like that is what we'd be willing to try to get to reach our goal. You know.
2: Well, it's a classic uh, mother of all invention. You know, is necessity. You know, you need a need. So you can't just like innovate. Just sit down. I'm going to innovate today. You know. Yeah, and I think it, a goal.
0: I think every step of the way was it, for us was an innovation because we've never did it before. So we never made a or driver before. We never had to have magnets customized for that we never did any of this so to us we were innovating every step of the way (laughs) it wasn't one innovation people see it or perceive it as an innovation with that so let's say with that particular headphone let's say or whatever a speaker right you perceive it as as a whole but for us it was a massive subset of innovations that came to
1: the one product i always think it's interesting how the consumer perceives products and the marketing and stuff. Because you frequently see new products come out and they're advertising something that every other headphone for 100 years has had. But they're advertising it in a way that's unique to make it look like it's special. They're basically showing you a feature that everything else has and telling you, look how special we are because we have this thing that you didn't even know you wanted, but now you need. And consumers eat it up a lot of times. If they market it right, consumers think, wow, such innovation. I think that's a little funny. It's classic marketing. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes yeah. it really works. So it, it's a little strange, but it depends very much on your perspective what innovation truly is. Personally, I, uh, I do kind of sort of sit down and think, wow, I'm going to innovate today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But you need I, a goal is the thing. It's helpful, yeah. yeah
1: you can't just be like
2: generally innovate. I think, yeah. <laughs> you, I think the
0: more you do it, though, I mean, with some people, I don't think I know. are if it's in you, I think the more you do it, the more you do it, the better you get at it. You know because you start to the the possibilities just seem to be they're no longer insurmountable they're like well oh, we'll figure this out no matter what we'll find yeah we'll find a material we'll find somebody who can make this material or this way or this methodology or you know or or we wait for it say, okay, we know what we want, but currently we can't find it so let's you know let's put that on a back burner, do it a different way, and then we'll wait for it we know what we want and I've seen that you know you see that with everything right? you see it with the the batteries they're making now for electric cars, right, where the innovation going on there, which is just crazy, right? And, uh, uh, I, I see it in a lot of industries where you see a lot
2: of thinking outside the box. But that's the thing. There, there needs to be a need for it, though, usually.
1: you know, The need, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. usually it's cost, but yeah. <laughs> what you see most now is people – with, I would say, a very, very in-depth understanding of the mechanics and the operation, the chemistry, the physics, or whatever, behind the thing they're trying to accomplish. And they know something is technically possible, but currently not achievable. What they do is they seek a way to achieve it. And inevitably everyone tell you, well, it's not possible. You can't do it that way because of all these issues. But after you've done enough things that people said isn't possible, it's very understandable how you could ignore those and push ahead in spite of the issues and find a way to mitigate the, the problems you're having. Um, it's just sometimes it just takes so much time and money that it's not practical. And I think for high-end headphones, it's, it's a bit of that because if you wanna do truly insane innovation that anyone would look at, even people that are super deep in the field would look at and go, wow, that's crazy that's very, very expensive, typically. It either takes some absolute genius, and uh, I don't know where you get the inspiration, but somehow you manage to figure out some sort of thing that's just amazing in every way. Or it takes a huge amount of money, figuring out how to do something that's never been done before and nobody thought could or both. work.
0: I mean, you know, you see that, too, with a lot of things, like, you know, people, these, these people, uh, colleges, students of, you know... Uh, Industry works with colleges. You know, we're talking about it, re- doing research, and they stumble on something and does something, right? But and and they patent it and all that good stuff, and, and so the next step is all right. Well, who wants to use this? Who wants to try to figure out how to make this into a product? Yeah. And that's pretty much where it almost always ends. You've you've got this great innovation in in a material science or a whatever or methodology. Or, you know, turning water into gasoline. All oh. right. Okay, so we made a couple molecules of this. Now how do we make it into a million gallons a day, right? It doesn't happen. All of a sudden it's just stifled right there, you know, because the cost is just unbelievably astronomical and no one's willing to invest in it uh, in something like that. So, yeah, I mean, money is a big driving factor and the lack of it in in innovation getting off the ground even if it is a,
2: a miracle, you know. Well, there's a lot of things that go like, all right, We developed this thing, but it has no (laughs) practical use. Yeah. (laughs) And things get shelved. But sometimes people figure it like 10 years later, like, oh, this guy already did exactly what we're looking for. You know, that happens too. Remember that one
0: headphone we painted with the blackest black paint in the world? Yeah. I think we did a video on that. But the paint, we painted it, and then you just take your fingernail and it just comes right off. You touch it and it comes (laughs) off. You can't even breathe around it. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, who the hell it's thinks useless. this is a good yeah. idea? Yeah, what do you use this for? Well practical. You can't application even breathe really. on it, you know? I
2: mean, I'm sure it has applications.
0: But they yet they're calling it paint, but mm. it has absolutely no adhesive property whatsoever. <laughs> doesn't doesn't hold itself together. It's like sprinkling the darkest of black powder on a surface and yeah. just don't don't move. <laughs> so it's crazy when you think about it, you know. So it's like, Yeah, but the, obviously they probably sold enough of that as a novelty yeah. to crazy people like us just to try that. it... It still was worthwhile
1: to make yeah, well, it's doable
2: yeah. but not practical but commercially it's like that. Yeah. it's not a it's big useless. success yeah. right
1: you're not painting cars in it you yeah. it rains and the paint's destroyed yeah. Yeah, you touch useless. it it's screwed it's like sprinkling black baby powder on something right <laughs> yeah it's really dark but yeah. you can't even touch it so
0: there you go i mean there you have it there's innovation that uh, you know they found a way around it and uh, sold right. it just by calling it the the, it's the blackest material in the world, but it's useless in, 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 in any practical Everyday application. In <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, that's the reality, though. That's how most things work. Somebody somewhere in research somewhere determines that there's something you could do that makes a thing way better than it was before. But there's no practical application yet because it has huge challenges that need to be overcome, and it's very, very expensive. Almost always, it's very, very expensive. So nobody uses it because, well, it costs 10 to 100 times more than the competitive products and it's only a little bit better. So who's going to pay for it? That's always the issue in these things. You see this in the battery industry so much. You always hear about, and solar too, right? All these emerging technologies. You see there's so much push to finding a better battery, better solar panel, whatever. And a new article comes out, wow, there's this new solar cell that's 58% efficient or 92% efficient or some crazy number, right? But they don't tell you, the way to manufacture it is insanely hyper complex and it could never be manufactured without absurd innovation because it would just be a hundred thousand times the cost of current stuff so it doesn't make sense. any sense for all but extraordinary circumstances I
0: think we covered enough on innovation hmm. obviously there's there's a lot of barriers well, to entry it's like <laughs> academic uh,
2: uh, you know innovation yeah. right it's just like kind of. on paper this is yeah, it's cool way. but it doesn't
1: really work making yeah. it work is the hard part most right. of the time right.
0: That's real innovation.
2: When you, yeah, when you actually get a real product. Units. Yeah, real product. Yeah. Can
1: you get 100,000 of these out the door? Can they all work? Are yeah. they durable? Do they last? Yeah. That's innovation. Then you know it actually works. It's and a real product. It, and a
0: lot of that does come from dreaming at first or yeah. or imagining
1: something you'd want to have.
2: Yeah, but you, you and, need a goal. Yeah. And
1: go out and make it. It's interesting how that always works, though, because you see people that continue to tell you things aren't possible. There's no way that could work. And then 20, 50 years later, it's so incredibly common. Like we saw this with semiconductors or uh, etched silicon wafers, right? Microchips and things of that nature. And they're insanely, insanely complicated, way more complicated. It's than way complicated easier think. to say that
0: you can't do it than it is to do it. Right. right. It's, it's, but a, it's, it's being done. It's a million times easier. Absurdly
1: to large scale and it's very, very cheap yeah. compared to what you would think. Insane complexity in manufacturing, but it's being done. So if there's a need, you can figure it out, but the money and the time required is crazy. And so in headphones, I don't know if people have billions of dollars to throw at a problem that everyone says is insolvable. Well, well you need
2: to know what problem you want to solve first.
1: Well, that helps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, since winter's here in, uh, in in New York, and so far we haven't had any snow, but uh, um, it'd be nice if someone made, made an automatic snow that just goes out and clears automatic the driveway for you. Yeah, yeah they, have they have the long not really robotic uh, cleaners. For, you could do for it for the driveway, but yeah, nobody you does make that. Do yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, with the
2: GPS and all that. Well, I guess you would just put a, like a heated. Uh, concrete in or something. You know? Yeah, that would be easier. Yeah, I
0: guess that'd be expensive. That takes a lot of gas. Automated snowblower. Automated snowblower. Yeah. A little yeah, dangerous. That, you know, yeah, it is kind, of, kind of, of dangerous. It'd be <laughs> tough. But you could probably solve that problem too. Yeah, yeah. Like but you would it, need to know the weight, snow the density of the mm-hmm.
1: snow and stuff like that, so you could understand its travel speed. Or have to be able to measure the load and stuff like that, because you're adjusting the speed, the feed, the shoot location. Of course, it runs on battery. Then some kid Electric. runs by or whatever. Yeah. Well, the thing. It's yeah. in bad conditions, too. It's cold. Yeah, it run by. It's got to see. It's got to have It's got to not crash into the kid. Yeah. Well, the cars have that cheap version. Well there's stuff like a shoe it? in the snow? Yeah. Well. Now no. what? It shoes up the shoe? Well, you do you make probably. it so it just eats anything? Well, it will. Would, would you know? Yeah, is that's a shoe the thing. People no. <laughs> no. People chew but <laughs> So I got, there you go. I'm a person. I can see. <laughs> oh, Cheered I a, hit shoe. a shoe, and I could rip the shoe out, replace the shear bolt, <laughs> yeah. and get back to but going. That is an issue. This can't hmm. do that. Yeah, that is an we issue. We need some yeah. sort of clutch or back doormats. as much, I guess yeah, Honda that's, did that. that's the other one. Yeah, doormats. So those are a big
2: landmine. Maybe
0: just create a whole new way of getting rid of the snow. Yeah. Oh, doormats, there you go. The hell yeah. with the
2: spinning propeller. You know, yeah, I guess that's or, that's old school thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Making you know, yeah. a, f- uh, a better horse or whatever yeah. the hell. Uh, you ever suck set. up a doormat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I did like two or three.
2: Well, we did here actually. <laughs> yeah. It's still isn't it still sucked up? <laughs> no, no, it's like, still so so Yeah. Well, it's like well, <laughs>
1: well, leave that one for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But that stopped it from spinning for a little while. <laughs> it did. Yeah, it did. That was yeah. some heavy rubber. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They sneak up on you those doormats. Luckily, the engine stalls and it's game
2: over. They do. It broke the pin.
0: Oh even better
2: they are designed for that
0: yeah well to
2: well To protect to fail yeah
0: (laughs) to fail on impact Yes. Anyway, we've had enough. I think people have probably had enough of us listening about this. Oh, yeah. Innovation. Innovation. We're doing it before
2: on snowblowers. This is going forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been going for a while. Here. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you're right. Yeah. Now, let's, we should let's do a whole snowblower episode. Uh, I mean. Track drive. Now,
2: I was looking at stainless steel hot water tanks. That's yeah. pretty. That's that's mm-hmm. like the new hot. Innovation, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Stainless steel heat pump water heaters. Yeah, so that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Then you could can, can heat your driveway with it, too. Ground source heat pump. Yeah. That would work for tank. melting snow in your driveway. Yeah. yeah, would. Well, it's kind of expensive. Kinda, but yeah, yeah, it's an expensive it. way to do it, yeah. yeah. Well, the the, uh,
0: the latest gen HVAC systems for home, the, the that
1: ground. If you do an air source, but the problem is with the ground source, you need a huge ground loop to be able to dump the energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, for your driveway, you got like yeah, a that, bazillion mm-hmm. GPTUs you need to dump into that's it. That's a lot of pipes. It's it's heating the outside. Yeah, you got to dig true. a lot of <laughs> holes. Yeah, you're basically making a network all the
0: way around your house just to heat the dri- <laughs> drive. Yeah, dri- what you need <laughs> is a lake nearby. Ooh, a yeah, fresh yeah, yeah, yeah. water. Big one. A lot of volume. Then you're good. You got a lot of capacity. it still get cold, though, so I guess that wouldn't work. still works, as long as you maybe, can dump energy in it. Maybe an underground
2: aquifer. Oh, well, that's that's kind of hard.
0: Artesian well. I don't think you get enough volume out of those. Okay, we got to go. There are some really big
2: ones. (laughs) Thank you,
0: everybody, for watching. Uh, Thumbs us up. Take care.